Welcome to Tradutex Portuguese Lessons Podcast. Olá, eu sou Helena, and on this episode we're going to carry on learning about the direct object pronouns in Portuguese. But just before that, I want to let you know that Tradutex Portuguese Lessons Podcast is now on Patreon. Patreon is a platform where you can support the projects you like. So, if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, and if you would like it to carry on, you can also become a patron. And as a patron, you get a PDF with the highlights of each episode, pronunciation tips, written posts, audios and videos about the Portuguese language. You can get in touch with me every time you have a question related to Portuguese, And you can even participate in a monthly live session with me. Go to www.patreon.com slash tradutex and learn more about it. So on today's episode, we're going to carry on talking about the direct object pronouns. On the previous episodes, we've learned what happened to the, these pronouns when the verb form ends in a vowel. So we've learned that if the verb form ends with a vowel, a, e, i, o, u, our direct object pronouns are u, a, us, as. That's right, just like our definite articles. Although they have the same pronunciation and the same spelling, they do have very different functions on the sentence. But we've also learned on the previous episode that if the verb form ends in a nasal syllable, something like um, ein, oin, what happened then is that the direct object pronouns u, a, us, as will change into nu, na, nus, nas. And that happens for phonetic reasons because it gets easier to say it. On today's, on, the, on today's episode, we're going to focus something different. What happened to these pronouns when the verb ends with the letters S, Z or R? Or in Portuguese, quando o verbo termina em S, Z, So, if the verb form ends in one of these consonants, I will repeat them, S, Z, R, in Portuguese, S, Z, R, something happens to the verb ending. So, so far, we've learned that we just add the pronoun to the verb, we use a hyphen in the middle, remember, verb, hyphen, pronoun, But, so far, we haven't changed at all the verb form. This time, if the verb form ends with one of these three consonants I've just referred, S, Z, R, we will have to drop this last consonant. So, not only we're going to change the direct object pronoun into LU, LA, Luz, lush. That's right. So this time we're not using u, a, us, as. 
we're not doing the nu, na, nush, nash. Now it's something different. This time we will use lu, la, lush, lush. But not only we have to add this pronoun to the verb with a hyphen in the middle, but we will also have to drop the last consonant of the verb if the last consonant of the verb is, and I will repeat again, S, Z or R. In Portuguese, S, Z, R. So two things must happen. We drop the consonant and we change the pronoun into Lu, La, Lush, Lush. So let's see some examples. Let's have a look at some examples to see how we really do this. For instance, if I want to say something like you buy the book, let's get back to this simple example to help you remembering. You buy the book. If I'm doing the informal you this time, in Portuguese we have tu compras o livro. Tu compras o livro. Tu compras o livro. So, compras, you buy, informal, ends with S. So, now, if I want to say something like you buy it, replacing the book with the direct object pronoun it in English, and now if I want to do that in Portuguese, because compras ends with S, the first thing I need to do is drop the S. So, I will say... Tu compra, I'm dropping the S, now I will use the hyphen, compra, hyphen, and now, as we've just learned, the pronoun it will be in Portuguese lu. We have four options, let me remind you of the four options, lu, la, luz, lush, and now we just need to match each option with the direct object. In this case, o livro is masculine and singular, so the correct pronoun should also be masculine and singular. So, you buy the book, you buy it, tu compras o livro, tu compra-lo. Tu compra-lo. So, don't forget, we're doing something different. We are also dropping the last letter of the verb form. This happens only if the verb form ends with a S, Z or R. None of the other options that we've covered before change the spelling of the verb form. Tu compras o livro, tu compra-lo. Let's have a look at another example. What if I say we buy the house? We buy the house, we buy it. So let's try to do this in Portuguese. We buy, nós compramos, nós compramos a casa, nós compramos a casa. When we say nós compramos, we can see that compramos, the verb form, ends precisely again with S. So if I want to say we buy it in Portuguese, the first thing I need to do is to drop that S. 
So we get nós compramo. And now, because the verb ends with S, we will have the direct object pronoun as la. This time we're talking about a casa, feminine and singular. So, nós compramula. Nós compramula. So, two examples where the verb form ends with the letter S. Tu compras o livro. Tu, comp tu compralo. Sorry about this hesitation. Let me repeat. Tu compras o livro. Tu compralo. Nós compramos a casa. Nós compramos-la. But if you still remember, this lu, la, luz, las will happen not only if the verb form ends with the letter S, but also if the verb form ends with the letters Z and R. So we need to have a look at some more examples. Let's now have a look at what happened, what happens if the verb form ends with Z, or in Portuguese, Z. For that, we need to use some irregular verbs. For instance, the verbs fazer, to do or to make, or trazer, to bring, they will use a Z on the third person singular. So, he does, she does, or he makes, she makes. In Portuguese is ele faz, ela faz. And he brings or she brings, ele traz, ela traz. So, good examples to demonstrate what we're saying. So, let's think about a simple sentence as she does her homework. But now let's use homework in plural. In Portuguese, we can do that. We have homework, trabalho de casa. Well, we can say os trabalhos de casa because if you're a student you will have different subjects so we can come to the end of the day with trabalho de casa de matemática trabalho de casa de inglês trabalho de casa de português so several trabalhos de casa so our sentence now will be ela faz os trabalhos de casa. And now the object to the verb is os trabalhos de casa. And because ela faz, faz ends with Z, the first thing we need to do is to drop the Z. We drop the, the Z and now we will use the pronoun that matches the direct object. Os trabalhos it's masculine and plural. So this is the time to use luz. Ela faz os trabalhos de casa. Ela falos. Ela fa hyphen luz. Remember hyphen in Portuguese is ifan. Fa ifan luz. Falos. And not only we have to drop the Z, 
and change the pronoun into luz, but we also have to add an accent, an acute accent, an accent to the right on the A. This happens in three different situations. You might need to add an accent to the verb form if the verb form ends in a stressed vowel, but this only happens with three vowels. If the verb form ends with A, and that A is the stressed, is in the stressed position, we will add, like we did now, an acute accent. When I say acute, or in Portuguese, acento agudo, it means that it is to the right. For instance, ela falos. But this will also happen with the vowels E and O, or in Portuguese, E and O, if they are on the last syllable and if that syllable is a stressed syllable. But for the vowels E and O, or in Portuguese, E e O, we will add a circumflex. Not an acute accent, but a circumflex. A circumflex is that little triangle or that little hat, if you want. We will see some examples as well. Let's do another example with a verb form ending with Z and that will also have to add an accent to the A. If I want to say something as simple as he brings flowers. Ele traz flores. Ele traz flores. He brings flowers. He brings them. So if I want to replace flowers as a direct object with a direct object pronoun in English, we will use them, the plural form. He brings them. In Portuguese, we will have to match the direct object pronoun with the direct object. Flush is a feminine plural word. So, ele traz flush, ele tralas. So, first thing you have to have in mind is because the verb ends with a Z, we will drop the Z. Then, because the A before the Z is in the stressed syllable, we will have to add an acute accent, an accent to the right, tra. Then we add a hyphen, and then we need to think that flourish is feminine and plural, so our direct object pronoun should be lush. Ele traz flores. Ele tralas. Ele tralas. Ele tralas. Okay, so we've covered two situations when the verb form ends with s and when the form a verb form ends with z. Let's see what happens if the verb form ends with r. In Portuguese R, R. For instance, when we use infinitives, and we use them a lot if you're trying, for instance, to express the future. If I want to say something like, he's going to drink a couple of beers, a few beers, I will say in Portuguese, ele vai beber. Remember, this way we have to express the future using the verb ir, to go, in the present tense, 
plus the infinitive of the verb that we really want to express, in this case, to drink. He's going to drink or he will drink. In Portuguese is ele vai beber. Ele vai beber umas cervejas. I can use here umas, the indefinite article, a bit like some beers, a few beers, a couple of beers, so I don't know exactly how many. So, ele vai beber umas cervejas. Now, umas cervejas, a couple of beers, is my direct object. And now I want to just say something like, he's going to drink them. I want to replace umas cervejas with a direct object pronoun. First thing, I look at the verb beber, the one that is immediately before the direct object, and I see that this verb ends with the letter R, letra R. So I know that to add the direct object pronoun, I will have first to drop the R. So I get something like bebe. I don't have beber because I'm dropping the R, so I only get bebe. Next thing I need to think about is the fact that if my vowel, the vowel E, or in Portuguese E, is in the stressed position, and it is, I can't just leave it as it is. I will have to add an accent. And as I told you before, this time the accent should be a circumflex. Remember that little triangle or hat that will close the vowel. We're not saying bebe, we're saying bebe, bebe. And now, another thing I need to do is thinking about umas cervejas, checking that that is feminine and plural. So I have bebe with the circumflex, I will have the hyphen, and then finally, my feminine plural direct object pronoun lush, bebelush. So, ele vai beber umas cervejas, ele vai bebelas, ele vai beber umas cervejas, ele vai bebelas. Let's just have a look at another example. Having a verb ending with R, but I want to give you an example where the verb form ends with O. And that's not very common in Portuguese, but we do have the verb por, this very irregular verb por, that actually has an infinitive ending with O-R. So ideal to explain what happens to the O if the O is in the stressed position when we want to use a direct object pronoun afterwards. So if we're thinking another future expression, if I want to say they are going to put the car in the garage. So eles vão por Remember, see what we're doing? They are going to put, or they will put. We're using eles vão, that literally means they go, but it's how we do it, plus the infinitive. They're going to put, they will put, eles 
vão. Eles vão pôr o carro na garagem. Na, em, a, in, the. So it's a contraction with the preposition em plus the definite article a. Em, a, putting toge put together and we get na. Eles vão pôr o carro na garagem. The direct object to the verb here is o carro. So they're going to put the car in the garage. If I want to replace the car with a pronoun in English, I do, they're going to put it in the garage. In Portuguese, that it will be lu in this case. Why? Because the verb por ends with ar. First thing, when, we've, when we notice that the verb ends with ar, we should drop the ar. That's the first thing. So we drop the R, but then we have that O, that it is in a stressed position, as this verb has only one syllable, is definitely on the stressed position. There's no other syllables to be stressed. So we have a no in the stressed position, so we will add a circumflex to it. And we get eles vão por ifan. And now I just need to match o carro with the direct object pronoun. Carro is masculine singular, so my pronoun should be lu. Eles vão pô-lo na garagem. Eles vão pôr o carro na garagem. Eles vão pô-lo na garagem. But just like we saw on the previous episodes about this topic, there are situations where the pronoun will be placed in front of the verb instead of after. And this keeps happening even if the pronoun is now lu, la, luz, lush. So I will give you the four examples we've been working, but have in mind we have many other situations where this might happen. But we've learned that if we use a direct object pronoun in a question, starting with a question word, or if we have a negative sentence, for instance, using the words noun, no, nunca, never, or if, for instance, we're using the word também, also as well, too, what happens to the pronoun? The pronoun will be placed before the verb. And when that happens, all these rules we've learned about the verb ending, they don't matter. If the pronoun comes before the verb, there's only one possibility. U, a, us, as. I know it's four possibilities, but what I mean is that we only have one type of spelling. So, no, nuna, nuznaz, or lula, luzlaz. That only happens for phonetic reasons and it only applies when the direct object pronoun is placed after the verb. Being before the verb is simple, it's always the same. U, a, uzlaz. So let's have a look at the same sentences we did today and let's introduce some of these. Uh, 
um, questions with question words, negative sentences, trying to say also and see how do they change. So the first sentence we've learned today was Tu compras o livro? Tu compras o livro? Tu compralo. Remember? So what if I wanted to ask when? When do you buy the book? Or when will you buy the book? Maybe in English, but for us, we can still use the verb in the present tense, as the present tense often expresses the future. So when will you buy it? Quando? Quando é? Let's use this emphasis expression we've learned previously. Quando é que tu o compras? So, o livro is masculine and singular. My pronoun now is just o. I'm placing it right before the verb. No hyphen when it is before the verb. Quando é que tu compras? Or when we did we buy the house, we buy it, nós compramos a casa, nós compramos-la. Let's say, for instance, for how much we will buy it. Por quanto é que nós a compramos? Por quanto é que nós a compramos? Por quanto é que nós a compramos? So the a placed before the verb, no hyphen, just having in mind to, that we should place it right before the verb and the pronoun should match, of course, with the direct object that in this case is a casa, so feminine and singular. Por quanto é que nós a compramos? Let's now use negative sentences. We've learned previously, ela faz os trabalhos de casa. Remember? Ela faz os trabalhos de casa. And we can replace os trabalhos de casa with a direct object pronoun, ela falos. We had to drop the Z, we had to add the accent to the A because the A was on the stressed position, final position, and we had to use the pronoun as luz, ela falos. But if I want to say she doesn't do them, it's much easier. I don't touch the verb, faz remains faz, no hyphen, no accent needed, just place os before the verb. Ela não os faz. Ela não os faz. Ela não os faz. Another example we saw previously. He brings flowers. Ele traz flores. We've learned ele traz Ele traz flores, ele traz. If I want to do it in the negative way, it doesn't bring them. Ele não as traz. Ele não as traz. Ele não as traz. 
Let's do one sentence with the word nunca, never. Remember the one we've learned he's going to be, he's going to drink a couple of beers. Ele vai beber umas cervejas. Then we did ele vai bebê-las. But now if I want to say he's never going to drink them, the poor him, we'll say ele nunca as vai beber. Ele nunca as vai beber. Ele nunca as vai beber. No hyphen, remember. When it's placed before the verb, no hyphen. Ele nunca as vai beber. One last example. The one about putting the car in the garage. The sentence was... Eles vão pôr o carro na garagem. Eles vão pô-lo na garagem. Now let's say they are, they are also going to put them in the garage. They're also going to put them in the garage. Eles também o vão pôr na garagem. Eles também o vão pôr na garagem. Eles também o vão pôr na garagem. Ok? I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share it with your friends. And just before we finish, I really want to thank my dear patrons. This podcast wouldn't be possible without you. I want you to know that, so muito, muito, muito obrigada a Francine Brown Gita Barknovitz, Rebecca Hunt Carl Sperling, Petra Korf Brenda Sobrecht, David Soto Lindy Fock, Michelle Kubrosi, Jerry Ellis Sandra Weimert, Karen Soares Kenneth Pizisco, Ibrahim Almutawa, Hank Van Kahn, Karin Barnhurn Pauline Mansfield, Pranudiana Anne Grandich Elise van der Flucht, David Martin, Patricia Martin, Catherine Dernfornveng, Mikkel Plektuvian, Art Feld, Ernst Scholte, Agnieszka Morazewicz Kuczewska, Tatiana Krupnik, Ramona Plektus, Kim Nobel, Tanja McKnight, Chris Brand, Meredith Richards, Micheline Huntley, Jess Hasselmans, Diane, Steve Batchelor, Josie Koopman, Lex Mui, Sneer, Susan Mas, Michael Machado, Molly Morton, Chaya The Reigns, John Markveit, David Kirkham, Zarmig, Andy Efford, Rakesh Gupta, Paul Greenhalgh, Jim Chang, Matthew Brad, Kirsten Kunstmann, Brandon Wallace, Kata Wake, Jay Edelstein, Diane Bachman, David Keller, and David Hassler. Thank you all for your support. Thank you all for keeping my motivation high. Muito, muito obrigada. Até para a semana. Tchau.